And we're back with another exciting episode of Laughter the Club, LTC. Tonight we have Ed Bob out in God's Country, Virginia. Hello. Okay, yeah, there we go. Uh, And here in Los Angeles, we have myself and Jeanette um, for you on this episode. How's it going, guys? Happy Friday. Oh, man. It's finally the end of the week, so how good thing. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was a week. You know, May started off with being May and whatnot and I don't know. It was gloomy. We had a lot of rain yesterday. So it just kind of like made everything like really weird. Did you get a lot of rain in your part of Los Angeles, Jeanette? We did too, yeah. We did too. <laughs> Look at that. Rain all our Wait, no, yeah, we we had a lot of it was just like raining literally on and off all day yesterday. Sorry, Jeanette. I am no, but no. We had the same thing as well. Um, I was just listening to um today's mystery crate and uh or not listening, I was watching today's mystery crate and I just like that they're putting more of the podcasts like for for like mystery crate itself, you can watch it now. I, I kinda liked having that today. It's kind of funny seeing Billy and Chris like out in the you know, the host chair area with Roy out there that I found interesting but they did uh did, I don't know did you guys hear, listen to it all today Jeanette no oh well they revealed mm-hmm. that Mike Fuentes was an analyst like an NFL analyst and, and host and studio host for uh the Super Bowl like I think he said 2015 16 17 and 18 and he interviewed Donovan McNabb at one point he still has his number and then Billy was like oh so he's like I guess we can always go to Mike Fuentes now if on the fly, we really do need a guest for God bless football. And I, and it was just, you know, it made sense. Cause I was like, okay, he's got, he's got good timing. Um, so I, I, it was a, it was a good mystery crate so far. I'm, I'm halfway through it. So I, I guess I have to continue listening to it, but you know, we've been, we've been getting, a quite a few, the new and improved Levitard show in general. How do we feel about it? I mean, there's still, you could tell they're, they're working on things on the fly. But we have new, like, you know, video overlays. They're doing different transitions. Um, even in between the live show, like the commercial, like the what the content they have in between breaks now is like live feeds of like what's going on in the edit room and like the video room. And then maybe what's going on outside. So. I wouldn't know. I haven't watched the show live since Freedom. Uh, I can't consume YouTube content. Um, I've like, I've seen a few of a few of the things and that's when you realize how choppy and uneven and how they do their editing for the shows, because you'll watch, like I've watched it on YouTube. And then when I'll listen on the podcast, it's like, this is completely out of sequence. And I just eliminated all of their YouTube content mostly unless it's like a bit or something that I really want to see. Yeah, but I don't I don't watch any of, of their YouTube stuff. Yeah, I, I, I and have I think, noticed that and I think well. that's that, that, I think that's where they're trying to go in this new phase of the show. So if that that I guess makes me a bad fan that I'm not supporting them with YouTube views, but I listen to just about everything else. 
um but that's that's just a me thing i i don't pr really prefer like the youtube stuff the oh no actually you know what the last thing i saw on youtube was uh, a mean south beach session uh but no that, like i really I, I don't get much out of that youtube content like so but i'll still complain about the video department <laughs> i i <laughs> i really i think what for me what really helped out with the following along on youtube at one point they were re releasing the the local hour and the big suey like out of sync so the big suey would come first and then you get the local hour but since they've had those kind of flipped around i i've enjoyed watching it sometimes um more i think what it is is because i don't have time to really listen to it in the morning so i'll just when i get home it's just nice to have it on while i'm like working on something either grading or whatever like it's it, i can listen to it but i can also visually see it as it goes along and kind of you know you're seeing a little bit more of the cues how you know some of the jokes and i would say that the camera angles are, are getting a little they're 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 slowly they're finding their their footing with the ones that make them it they're they weren't lying with this and the camera angles weren't very flattering the first week i think they fixed more of that issue but uh i do like the video board too that they have but uh i i'm i'm a fan of the new and improved uh youtube mm -hmm. con uh vehicle that they have going on um mm -hmm. speaking of some of the new and improved things that they have going on uh ed bob you know been a lot of david samson lately on the show we went from having him you know one hour a week to not really being prepared to have him you know essentially for like a week and a half almost two weeks i'm gonna be completely honest here the week that we have with Pablo and David Sampson, this may be a hot take, but David Sampson was the better host that week. If I'm being honest with you, Pablo was a little too much. He, I feel like he was just doing too much the whole week, personally. And our boy Fleminem said this on PPG that he thought his first day was forced, Pablo's first day. But I just think that that week, with David Sampson, I got more from David Sampson than I got from Pablo. I got more insight. Um, I got more content, honestly. And I mean, Pablo helped farm some of that content. I'll give him that. I'm not saying Pablo was terrible, but I think I got more from Sampson. And I enjoyed Sampson more that whole week than I did Pablo. Uh, it's tough for me. Um, I would say what helped and i think I, I think i had mentioned this to you what helped me warm up to paul to samson was the okay okay i kind of like i really do like that joke i it was when, when yeah when they first started doing it back to him i was dying i, I thought it was it's so good yeah i thought it was funny and, and like more and more there's a little bit they're they're like breaking down that like absolutism exterior like slowly but his absolutism is the one thing that makes it so like difficult to listen to him sometimes because it's just you, like he you, shuts you down to, every conversation and it's just like I understand he's coming. No, I understand the business you, perspective. You have to understand where he's coming from. Like, no, I do, but it's it, like it's, it's like, it, it's like if you were if he was successful in what he did, then I understand a little bit more of that absolutism. But it's like, like. Being able to say I'm successful because I, I got the stadium deal passed. It's like okay, yeah, you got the stadium pass and you got the team sold. No, I don't even a lot think of money. It's, yeah, it's but about it's like success. It's just that he was in those rooms. He was around those people. Like he was 
in the room with the most important people. I don't think it's about, oh, he was successful. Oh, he won this World Series. Yeah, I mean, obviously that factors into David Sampson's ego. We can all agree to that. But at the end of the day, his insight is just necessarily about the rooms that he's been in, all of the, the ownership that he's been around specifically in MLB, and just how these old, rich, white people think. They, I guarantee you, they don't care about winning they don't at the end of the day the owners are not worried about how we feel as fans like and i completely agree with him when he says things like that because i'm like there's they don't they're they're i know they're not worried about us and not worried about winning necessarily like that's not their their first thing and i think that when he comes with those absolutisms, that's where he's coming from. I don't think it's necessarily that's everything he believes. Yes, a lot of it, some of it is, but like he's he's you know specified the excitement of things he liked in baseball as far as a fan perspective, but then also that it, he thought, oh, the management definitely went to him, this guy, and told him he shouldn't do that. As far as we're talking about, what is that that? Wando Franco, yeah, Wander Franco, Wander flipping the ball. He he liked it as a fan, but yeah. he told us, "I guarantee you, management went to him and was like, you can't do that. That's bad. This this and that." And I think that he's like the reason that Dan brings him in is for his business perspective. So I think if you think of David Sampson about that, you know, in that term when he comes onto the show, like. It's not like he said. It's nothing personal. It, we, he's not talking about his personal feelings. He's talking about when he goes into this business setting, the people he's been around. This is how they think. And I, and being that he is right there under their owner in these owners' meeting with these people, I believe him when he says these things because I really don't think that they care about us as fans. They just want to make the most money. They're not worried about winning. But th- but that's the thing. In order to maximize what you have and to make the most money. Winning is a part of that. Like, I think, but if I, you have a winning success, I don't think what, so. if you have a, no, if you have a franchise that has not, a role, sports, everybody has a role. Everybody but, but has a cow- role. It's, it's just it's like, cow- it's just like communism. Okay. It's the there Cowboys. Have to be poor people for there to be rich people. It's like, it's just like communism. And that it's just a microcosm of communism. There has but, to be but, shitty clubs for there, be, for there to be great clubs. Like, no, but that, that's that, just how it has to be. No, I and I understand. I understand that, but it's like you're you're talking about making the most money, and what I'm saying is, if you're making the most money out of this product, if you have a winning team, no, no, no. So no, no. so 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 the so if the Cowboys didn't win those three Super Bowls in the '90s, would they have as would they be worth as much today? Yes, because the NFL has has done the most to bring that league to be at the forefront they went from being the third most popular sport to the most popular but, sport but that's in the, 20 years but that's the sport i'm talking about the and team, they've dragged like a, like a specific dra- team yeah well let me finish they've dragged every franchise the Knicks. to to that to that mountaintop what would and the reason that people want to join these clubs when they come for sale okay so like Perfect example. What the fuck has Dan Snyder in his ownership of the Washington football team done to improve his team product on the field or his 
or or the stadium or anything for the people that work for him that are not the 53. Absolutely nothing. He has hella lawsuits up the butt right now. And dude has not the possibility to walk away with minimum $6 billion for being a rat-ass sexual harasser enabler motherfucker. Why would you... Why would it... and? and so why wouldn't you just be like we're gonna be the over team we're just gonna get number one picks or trade for picks why wouldn't you stay at the bottom when you're cut the same check as either the most successful or the most valuable franchise because they've explained to us how they collect money yeah it doesn't matter like if 10 people walk into your stadium to watch a game ultimately what you care about is the tv money and while yes low attendance will probably will most likely affect you having to do deals like promotional deals with local businesses if you have if you're collecting the same amount from a national or an international sponsor as the other teams why would you give a fuck that the local you know mom and pop burger shop doesn't buy want to buy advertising at your place when you're getting coca-cola money when you're getting beer money when you're getting gambling money when you're getting nike money why would you care about that you wouldn't you would never sweat that stuff no but but i, I and i understand that aspect of it but I guess I'm not I'm not phrasing what I'm saying correctly enough, because yes, the, the Washington Football Team is going for six billion. But if the Cowboys were to sell their team right now, would the Cowboys go for six billion? No, they go for more because there's also additional like land real estate that comes with. They them. would go for double that. Jerry, okay, but, but, but isn't a, but isn't a part of that attributed to this any. to winning success that they had in the nineties? They haven't they capitalized won. They haven't on won that. anything since then. I know, but that's but they they've. They have like, I mean, they, they those have, dudes are still brand, stars from brand. that team. It's but the that, brand, but the brand, ex, but the, the brand exploded because look of that time, Knicks. though, right? It's yeah, the and the Knicks, with the Knicks, the Knicks they're, also they're in the '90s were the also a very. Franchise. I mean, they didn't win a championship, but they were a very a very good team, winning a lot in the '90s, and that's when a lot of this was exploded. This is when a lot of brand they were built exploding. a brand. So it's like, they're in big markets, and like, especially with the Knicks, they're in a big market. But the Cowboys, they were. The, they were marketed. That's the thing with Jerry Jones is he's the marketing ass man. He the he marketed that team as America's team. He built that brand and that the brand has that recognition. And then they were one of the only teams that was spread out throughout the country when a lot of people didn't have teams. So that was a lot of people's first teams and the main team that they watched throughout the time before their areas got teams. And that's why here and even in Virginia and the D.C. area, we have a lot of Cowboys fans because D.C. was racist and Cowboys were one of the first teams to actually play and have black players. And they got to see that team play. And it, I, it's I mean, it's 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 a lot. Yeah, but I know. But I'm, I'm just tr- all, all I'm saying is doesn't winning increase no. the value no. winning at any point in your in your franchise's history just doesn't no. that increase the value of your team no it doesn't look at the tampa bay rays aren't they because I, I would i would argue that it's not value if the clippers all. still sold today the lakers are still going to be more valuable because they have that history of winning they have that history of brand and brand recognition and marketing. what's the brand they, tied to success it's tied to winning. Brand. like that's they, but that's what it's tied has to a, has to go into it longevity it's not necessarily winning 
I mean, yes, winning yeah, and if, being if, big goes into it, but the longevity of these teams, like the the biggest and best franchises, are honestly but, the ones that have been the, there for the longest. But, I, I, but, but the thing the is, proof, it's like I, I'm not I'm not saying that these teams don't make your... a lot of money and they're not being successful because they've made because they've capitalized. Like, yes, what Dan Snyder invested in his team and what he's walking away with now, yes, that does make him a success because he has he's made way more money on his investment. I'm just saying, like, I'm not saying, I'm not, no, I'm not. But, I know, okay, I'm, so here's the thing. What to, I'm trying to answer I'm, your that question. Was, that was what was brought to me. And in the David Sampson case, it's like, yes, he was successful because he got this stadium deal. He sold the team for $1.2 billion. But if we're talking about making the most money, if he was also winning in that time, he the team is going to be more worth more because people see, like, oh, because the brand would be worth more. No. That's, that's I mean, my that's point. Part of that, no, yes, winning, not, no. winning, goes, winning goes into building the brand. Yes. But when you have money to put into that, if Jerry Jones didn't have the money to put into the Cowboys, they wouldn't have won. They have to have the money originally. They have to be, at the end of the day, they have to be wealthy owners. If you look at the Cincinnati. They do not have to be wealthy to get in on it at all. It happened here with the previous Well, yeah, not at the time. They had to have. Never. I mean, they had to be wealthy enough. But like Jerry Jones is somebody who made money and had money to who to put in to the team you look at cincinnati their owner mike brown he is notoriously a cheap man if i'm not mistaken their stadium just got official naming rights it was named after his dad they didn't have were they were not making money from stadium naming rights because they they were just too cheap he is in cincinnati and doesn't have an indoor facility so and that's just because he's one of the poorer owners. You look at Steve Ballmer, he is what, they talk about him being one of the wealthiest owners, wealthier than the next 10 owners in the NBA. He's somebody who's putting money into his into his team, building a new facility, paying for Paul George, Kawhi Leonard. Yes, okay, he's trying to build that brand recognition. He has the money that he can put in to build that brand recognition, and that's something he's trying to do because he's very, very wealthy. These guys who make a lot of money are the ones who can afford to put the money in, into the marketing, into the infrastructure, into the real estate, as Jeanette said earlier, and be able to start to grow their franchises. But the money is definitely a factor in it, but the money helps contribute to the winning because you can afford to pay these players. You don't see Steve Ballmer complaining about Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. He's doing what he's doing because he's got the money. He can afford to do that. He's at the end of the day, he's trying to win. He's trying to build that brand and that franchise with the Clippers. No, oh, yeah. And, and, and I'm not disagreeing with what you guys are saying. I'm just curious of like, this is, you know, as, as a discussion, like when it comes to him, this is what people I think tend to, to turn to when it comes to David, like bringing you back to where, where, where is, is this thing of like, Oh, well he wasn't winning with the Marlins. What would he know? You know, and and then it, it is that thing of like the business side and, and the business aspect, and like, yeah, is it is it cutthroat? Yeah, but that's how things are. Hi, Morgan. Thank you for joining us. Hello, yeah, let's welcome Morgan. Are you rude? My bad, Morgan. Hi, sorry. that's okay. I, I'm I'm new here. Speaking of Stop. new talent, <laughs> yeah, that's me. I don't know about talent, but. I hope he's just a new guy. How are we all? 
good. Good. We're doing good. Good. How are good. you doing? I see that we're talking about David, like everybody else is. Anyone else sick no. of hearing about? Anyone else sick of hearing about David? I'm sick of hearing about David. No, love David. I'm I'm on Juju's side. I'm with David. That's my boy. I don't, I don't oh, dislike for... him. I, I, I don't dislike him. I'm just sick of the bitching. Shut up, everybody. Get the show yeah. or shut up. Honestly, right. I th- I thought he I thought he held his own. I thought he like came. I thought he started to fit more in, became a little less stiff. I liked learning about the candy. That was all the revelations weird. about David was so good. We get the oh, the, the red his dreams the red or whatever his dreams his the dreams. candy like, it was great. The revelations were amazing. It must yeah, be exhausting. I, it must be exhausting to be David Sampson. It has. It has to be. <laughs> it sounds absolutely terrifying. I can't believe he went on Survivor. Honestly. I can't well, believe he well, went. Well, <laughs> I, I can believe. Well, I mean, it was a short. It was short lived. Yeah, he was there. Yeah. <laughs> First one off, but still, I mean, but honestly. He cl- so he claims that the reason he was the first one off is because he was talking to some girl, and someone else overheard them like whispering when they were supposed to be sleeping, and they were like, "This guy's a threat!" Like, da, da, da. so he tells he tells a story, but who knows? The reason he was voted off was because he he, he tried to make Garrett. He tried to isolate Garrett and get rid of the strongest guy on their tribe. He made it. He made a terrible, terrible decision on day one on that map and made a dick of himself. And he said it in front became, of everyone. Yeah, became literally prime target. The arrogant absolutist showed himself in the very first episode, like ten minutes of that episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wearing and a suit home. and tie, wearing a suit and tie. Like honestly, when when they make you wear that, you have to shut up. Like you just have to shut up. You can't you can't go in there being fucking CEO of nothing. You have to shut up. But no, he could not. Anyway, hot new talent. Charlotte Wilder has has now uh, joined Metal Arc. I think I think she was working for. It sounded like she was probably like contracted through DraftKings prior because she was. Working with uh, Golik show, Gojo's show. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, and now, um, she's more, you know, a, a part of the pirate ship. Um, mm-hmm. I enjoyed having her, having her on. I, I, what I thought was funny was like, oh, I, I was expecting them to make a joke about like, oh, she's an actual real person, because you've been hearing, I, which I know she's a real person, but you know, they, Smetty's been mentioning her friend Charlotte, Charlotte Walder this whole time as like a joke, right? And so now they can go, oh, she's act like it's an, like, oh, it's not just a bit. You know, I thought they were going to do kind of a joke like that. but uh, I thought she was good. I enjoyed her. Welcome to the pirate ship. Nice to have another woman on board. Maybe maybe now Jessica will stop copying as much shit as she does for no reason. Like, I'm not that I'm not, not that I'm like full, like, Ed Bob, don't get angry. I, I understand your position. You think I care? I'm not a Smitty fan. I'm a Charlotte fan all the way. No, no, no. That's what I mean. I was, Where I was the wild I was defending... things are, that's where listen, I'm at. But listen, <laughs> you're an idiot. Listen to me. Oh I, was, I was defending her, but I was like, hang on. Because I think it is. it offends me every time everyone's like, where is Jessica? Why isn't she here? What? what? Mind your own business. Assholes. So maybe now there's someone else to deflect. She's going to be making... She. Jess is on her way to making good money doing something. Um, 
Okay. I feel why are you being so rude? What do you mean? Jess is out here, okay? Let's not disrespect. No, Jess. I'm, I'm forget, serious. Jet, like, Jet, you, Jess, there's a reason why she's spending her. time with the show and she's probably doing a lot more with Go with Golik because you know she's you know doing very well in that role with him. So it's just where I I don't know. I've been she's I feel like we've been seeing right. a little bit less and less of her lately, and it, and it hasn't just been so much of like the oh Smeddy's always on vacation thing, you know, the joke that people would always make, but. You know, she's she's got her hands in several different cookie jars. Whether yeah, it's DNF, Golik, you know, Golik and Smeddy. Yeah. On the looking off the looking glass. Got got a lot going on. Well, I think Absolutely. that maybe, maybe she maybe she finds it easier to work in those kind of windows when there's only one other or two other people to, you know, push back against and when there's not six guys and it's just you and you're really the only voice of the female opinion and and you get put on that in that box maybe she operates better in other circumstances so the, the, good on it. the scene the seems a little personal i i feel like i feel like she gets targeted a little and i just don't feel comfortable with that it's the the classic thing like we saw it you know in the old iteration of the show where it was either katie nina sarah um, where it was like, we need the woman's opinion. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, which which one of them is available? And it's oh, like... Something, something, something happened to a black woman. Where's Jamel? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we could, that, we could use more of a black woman's opinion. I mean, other than no, Jamel. No. I mean, there's there's other ones out there. I think we could use a little, you know, a little more color on the show, I personally. I don't know. What, I mean, o- not, other than not... Jamel... Was there not color by the woman who told everyone to shut up? Was she, was she a person of color or is she what? Who are we talking about? We have Janelle and Renee. I mean, that's just, that's about it. Those are the no, consistent no. The, color the that we crate. see on the show. The mystery crate woman who told the fans that's to Cynthia. shut up. That's Cynthia. I mean, when I say color, you know I mean black. <laughs> that's Cynthia. Cynthia can talk all she wants. And I, I didn't have an issue with Cynthia telling us to shut up. But I meant black. We need some more black women on the show. I think the more the more of everything, the better. The more diversity, the less white guys, the less big fat white faces, the better. I'm also shocked that if they were trying to go for a female New Englander that had a great twist on sports, why yeah. they didn't throw that many at Katie Nolan. Yeah. I miss her. I miss her very much. Mm-hmm. Or who knows? Yeah, she's I mean, probably... I know she's busy she planning a, a wedding. Mm-hmm. At the time, they probably couldn't afford her. You know, they probably were still working things out. They just re-signed with DraftKings, right? She, so she they probably said, got more money. She said, "I want what Ariel asked for, plus a dollar." <laughs> <laughs> she's not stupid. So I didn't know what Charlotte looked like. I, I thought she'd be blonde. She was not. No, I like that? I like how Dan completely um, the interaction with her of like, what do you think of sports as a woman? <laughs> like, oh, like he just has like his he yeah. can only make his initial interaction with someone and maybe he's met her before, but in trying to eat hard, sir, <laughs> get the perspective. It's like these are the questions, and it's like. Aren't you supposed to be good at this? Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, like it. It, it was honestly, it was just so awkward. Like, 
oh, here, here is a list of weird questions I'm going to ask you. Like, where did you come from? <laughs> what? Yeah, but yeah. Um, like we were just saying, um, hopefully they don't try to, or maybe playfully, like they, like a friendly rivalry, kind of like um, Billy and Tony. So we'll see how that goes, or maybe they try to like uh, tag team and put them all in their place or something. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm here for girl squad. Yeah, it's neat. I, I that's the thing. I I don't think it should be an either or. No. Right. Like, oh, hopefully Charlotte like replaces Smitty a lot, of, and it's like absolutely. I know not. people are gonna kind of do that, and it's like no, there's they should have both of them on the show at the same time, and we should be getting input from the two of them. You know. Yeah, they're not, not the same only... person. They're not interchangeable voices. Yeah, like, exactly. It's not, a, yeah. it's not a one in, one out. Like there is room yeah. at the table for two females. Oh my goodness. Yeah, have them both in. The, yeah, have them both in there because, because the, you know, the other guys produce. They're producing other shows too, so they're not there on their days off too. So it's like they 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 have room and I don't know what they're gonna call that new container or whatever what have you. Um, the pips. But the. the yeah, the pips. You know, you have you have extra room for more pip in your pop. So, yeah, get a bit of pep in your step. Yeah, a little bit. Of pep hey yo. Oh, speaking of pep in your step, Ed Bob, you had a top five that you were eager to get to. I did. Let's fire it away. And um, I mean, terrible, terrible transition. But we'll take it anyway. Oh, wow. Morgan's gone. All right. Wow. Even better. Top five. We all we all saw that last Lakers-Golden State game. And Jordan, Jordan Poole threw up that Carlton-ass shot. And, and that, just, that just got me thinking about Jordan Poole and the kind of the kind of guy he is, the kind of player he is. And Jordan Poole is one of those guys. He plays for the ladies, okay? He plays for the girls on the sideline watching him play. He played for his girlfriend in the crowd. He's not a team player. He's about himself, and he's trying to make himself shine. And so I had top five NBA players that play for the ladies, Okay. And Ooh, okay. I got I, I really, I really hope, real quick, <laughs> before you get to into it, that you have one player that I'm specifically thinking about. Uh, when I, I got some OLIs, so <laughs> how many OLIs? We got a so many. Um, I'm gonna use a basketball swoosh sound for our little bell here. I got here. five. I think I got five OLIs. Four or five OLIs. Okay. So, <laughs> I apologize gonna... for the blender in the background. That's just us getting ready for the Maple Leafs fans. <laughs> Put them in the blender. Blending it. And you know it. Okay. Are we ready? Yeah, top five. Oh, well, Let's go. First OLI, Tyler Hero. That boy definitely plays for the ladies. Come on, we can all agree. Next, we got 
Zach Levine of the Chicago Bulls. I, if you can't see it, I don't know what to tell you. Up next, DeJounte Murray, Atlanta Hawks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He was down there in San Antonio. Now he in Atlanta. I ain't heard I ain't heard his name at all this year because he's playing for the ladies. He ain't playing to win. Okay. Then we have Jalen Green in Houston. Okay. That's all I had to say. Down there in Houston, the young blood in Houston. And then we have last OLI, Jordan Clarkson. Okay. And yep, there, yep. If you don't know the story, Kobe told Jordan Clarkson he was going to the hoop like a light skinned nigga. And I have to say nigga because that's how Kobe said it, okay? He said, You going to the hoop like a light skinned nigga and you need to go like a dark skinned nigga. Jordan Clarkson, he'd be playing for the ladies, okay? That's just the yeah, I'm li- I'm I'm literally looking at the article from back in 2017. Jordan Lakers Jordan Clarkson. I want to play so well, women like me more. And it was all about women on uh there were when he got traded to the Cavs, everybody was talking about like he was playing worse because like he had less uh like Instagram um activity now that he wasn't a, a Laker, and that's what he was always saying. He's like, I need I need those highlights for IG so they could see me. And it's funny that you mentioned that because I just I have a like a screenshot saved from like back when Jordan uh back when D'Angelo Russell and him were back on the team. And it's D'Angelo Russell hanging out with like two women and then the, com- the comment said the comment says Jordan Clarkson and he's like, Where are you at right now? Like you could that's why I, I had screenshotted that because he there were stories about him just showing up to, to USC. There, the, yeah, Jordan that was a I'm surprised he's on the OLI and not in the top five, but go ahead, top five. Yeah, I mean, that's, he's the last OLI. I had to make sure I put him in that order. He's number six for sure because – and D'Angelo Russell, he almost made the OLI, but I had too many. I had to leave him out to top ten. So, all right, number five, we have LaMelo Ball. Now, if you ain't seen his high school highlights, then you might not know because he's been injured since he's been in the league, but LaMelo Ball definitely plays for the ladies. Number four, Devin Booker. That's it. Number three, Kyle <laughs> Kuzma. Oh, Kuz. that, mm-hmm, yeah. That's it. That's all I'm going to say. Number yeah. two, Trey Young. Oh. Needs, needs and, that, needs yeah. that Turkish hair implant job that Mike's he, talking about. He needs it. I, I'm tired. Still... Yeah, because the, mm-hmm. there's only so many times you could see a lollipop rolled in hair posted on, on Twitter. But, yeah, yeah, but like go a get potato. It. The potato that you grow. But it's about the way he plays. Oh, that's a good one too. Yeah, the potato as well. Yep, yep. And last but not least, obviously a number one where this started is Jordan Poole. He is the the biggest dude in the league who just plays for the ladies. He don't care about winning. He just care about going out there and looking good for himself, putting up bullshit shots, and getting paid $30 million a year to not do a damn thing. So he began cooked on defense. He ain't shit. And if you can find a trend in this list, please let me know. Okay, P, can I... I? I'm unfortunate yes. to miss out. Is Swaggy P in the league still? No, he's not in the league anymore. All right, all right. Then make your own list. Ooh, but you said you. I thought you were kind of asking like 
you know, you weren't sure if anybody was on this list and Morgan was just offering. I, I just said he was unfortunate to miss out. You don't need to get so defensive. Uh, yeah, yeah. You were going to, I agree with Morgan. You got <laughs> a little defensive on that and, and it, wasn't, it wasn't necessary. She wasn't, she wasn't saying like he should be on the, like he should absolutely be on your list. She was, it was a but suggestion. I, 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 not, I now nominate Ed Bob for DPOY, Defensive Podcast of the Year. <laughs> Oh, wow. Anyway, I don't care. Nominate me for whatever you want. But yeah, you're gonna lose to Tony. So it's okay. Another list because wait, wait, real quick on your Jordan Poole. Go ahead. Um, didn't he? I, I'm re, I had seen this on Twitter the other day, and I'm looking it up now. Did he spend five hundred thousand dollars to go on a date with Ice Spice? Let's not get into that man's financial business, okay? There's no need to do this. But I mean, I have no like, idea. I don't know if it's true or not, but. That's just camera on talking camera on business. Okay. I don't know. Okay. Okay. If if he did it, then then never mind. I backtrack. If he did, then that just proves that my list is extremely accurate. Well, yeah, that that's why I'm bringing it up because it's like, okay, you know, you you were maybe you were right to have him number one. Okay. Well, what's your next top five? You know, we got the, the guys that play for the ladies. I had the guys that do it for the heart. Do it for the love of the game, okay? These guys, Ooh. they go out there every single night. And maybe not every single night, because there's a couple guys on there. They don't go out there every single night. I'm going to give you that. But when they do go out there, they go out there to hoop. And real hoopers know, okay? So this is the list of the guys who Is go regular out there. season included in this, or is it just a, like, a yeah, playoff thing? Yeah, because we're going to have no, a real No, this is play. just a – I said every night. Every night that they out there, they putting up, they hooping. They give you right. effort. They putting it, they putting it on. Whether they play good, whether they play bad. If they out there yeah. on the court, they are hooping. But yeah. are they getting they wins? Giving you their all. They're giving they you their all. I feel like Russell Westbrook's gonna end up on this list. Excuse me, I need you to stop talking because LeBron gave that fifty piece in the playoffs and still lost because of J.R. Smith, right? Did he not give his all that game? Did he not hoop that game? Okay, get the he list. Did. But he get still lost. List. Okay. Sometimes you don't win all the time. But right. when you play bad and you don't win, it's, you hey, get a lot hey, of effort. Hey, <laughs> hey, Number five. Hey, you just want to invalidate this list, okay? And Put I was sausage fingers down. this list. Put my sausage fingers. My fingers, they ain't sausage fingers. These are slim fingers, okay? These may be breakfast sausages, okay? Slim Jims. Ooh, Let's go. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Anyway, OLI. I, I nominate somebody. I Okay, let me let me know what you got. What you got? Oh, I got so Jeanette can let you know, but I couldn't. Fuck yeah, you. Um, Udonis Haslam. Ah, uh, This should be Salute his memorial list. Mm-hmm. The U- Udonis Haslam top five for those who have heart. Memorial list. trophy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you want, okay. I can make a whole memorial video overlay for this. But no, I can't do that. I can't. I can't give this list to you, D, because the number one is the one who deserves this list. Okay. Anyway, we're right. gonna start with the with the OLI. McCall Bridges, that boy is a hooper. How many games mm-hmm. did he play this season? If I'm not mistaken, 83. he played all 80, 83. all of them plus the playoffs. 83. He and, and plus plus, sure plus he, one. He played all of them plus one. He played 83 regular season games. Mm-hmm. And then I'm pretty sure he was hooping last season too. He played most of the games last year. That's a young hooper. Uh, he's gonna do great things to that down up there in Brooklyn. You know, OLI. 
Next over live because he don't play that often, but when he does, man, is he a bad man? Kawhi Leonard, the claw. When he gets out there, he's hooping. Okay, he got bad knees. We he got bad knees. I don't know what it is, but when he's out there, you can't deny it. He he's one of the best. Let's get into this list. Number five. We're gonna number five. Hold up. Ah, number five. We all saw it just recently. Jimmy Buckets. What? Bob We just said again, every night. Whenever, did I, every night he's out there. This was specified. Run the tape. Every night he's out there. Why is Kawhi on the OLI? Every but he's not. He's, he's missed there. a lot of games to injury. Hooper. He's not out there every night. I didn't say every night. I said every night that he is on the floor. Let's let's be real here. Like, did we did we do I need to reiterate what I said? Jeanette understands. Why do you two not? Why do you two not understand the list? Because you don't because understand. Jimmy me. Butler plays more games than Kawhi. No, I said Kawhi, y'all didn't say anything. And I say Jimmy yeah. Butler, y'all gotta argue. It makes no Jimmy sense Butler. anyway. Yes. Jimmy Butler Jimmy number Butler. five. It, even regular season, Jimmy had one of the best regular seasons of his career this year. Because mm-hmm. when he's out there, he's a hooper. He's a baller. He gives you his all. He gives you his heart. Jimmy Butler. And we've seen it in the playoffs now. Anyway, I said when he's on the court. Y'all don't want to listen. That's okay. Number four. Giannis Antetokounmpo, the Greek freak. I mean, I, t- I mean, I don't have to argue that. We've seen it. When, whether he's injured or not, he's going to go out there and try to hoop for you. He puts in work. He does his thing. Number three. I got Jokic, the Joker, because he puts in the work. He's out there most of the time, and two-time MVP. Okay, he lost it this year. That's okay, but he's out there, and he's hooping every time he goes out there, and he don't care about the awards. You think Jokic care about the MVPs? No, not at all. He's out there to hoop. Right now, he's on that championship run. Mm, I think watch he cares. His, watch, coach, his coach watch talks out a lot for, about him. Watch out for the Nuggets. Watch out for the Nuggets. I'm just telling you. Somebody should, because I never hear about them. Never. Yeah, I, I've, yeah. I've not seen Why one. Out for the They're in the playoffs. Oh wow! I did, would, I, honestly, I didn't even Today know where the old. Nuggets and the Suns were. Don't Watch know. out, because they come not in with a side of honey mustard for your ass. Nuggets okay. in your face. Anyway, Delicious. number two. Pal thought it was. He got it wrong. Russell Westbrook at number two. He gives you two hundred percent. Every time he goes on the court, he never cheats you, never cheats the game. You ain't never heard nothing about low management for Russell Westbrook. If he's out, it's because he's injured. It's because he's know, hurt. He puts in the work. He I'm balls sure out every like day. It. You can talk all that shit you want, but that's because the Lakers want to use him wrong. Y'all team is trash. Y'all about to. You, I mean, he didn't. Shit, it's so not it like he won a lot of You can Clippers. do all that talking all you want. Russell Westbrook, I'm 250% every time he steps out on the court. Okay. He, he, I don't he, care what you got to say. Puts him up. He anyway, everything he's got. Yeah, he throws us. He th- he gives two hundred percent off that. Back he's, uh, uh, you can keep talking. You're talking trash. from every brick that he throws. Mm-hmm. Number one. Two hundred percent of those bricks. Number one. smack. <laughs> he's not even. He's not even the toughest man on his Scary own team. Terry. This one goes out to Al Horford, okay? I've been saying it for years. Al Horford, even before Stu said it, I don't care if you believe me or not, I was in lockstep 
with Stu. Al Horford was down there in OKC. They sent that boy home, worked on his game, came back out there, and has been hooping ever since. Okay? Shooting from the three, bringing you that veteran presence in the locker room. And let me tell you, Al Horford will never cheat you. The only time he's not going to go out there is when his back is broke. Okay? Because Mm -hmm. that man is hooping 24 7, 365. This list goes out to Al Horford. Did you guys, did you guys yeah. see that clip of, that came one. out of him today of that reporter laughing at him when he called himself an elite shooter? And then, you know, Horford stood up for himself? Okay, well, I'll, so why I'll, was I'll the, send why it. was that reporter disrespecting themselves? Yeah, <laughs> no, no. The, the, no, the reporter did a Stugatz fake laugh to what he was saying, not realizing, like, oh, he's going to, you know, like, take offense to, to my fake laugh. And then he was like, what, you don't think I'm an elite shooter? So, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I, I agree with you when it comes to Al Horford. I mean, well, the list credibility was ruined with Russell Westbrook. So, no, you're, they, no, what is, how, that makes no sense. That just means you don't pay attention to basketball and effort because no, this not list true. has nothing I watch, to do I watched plenty of, this, this plenty of Russell Westbrook basketball last year. This Trust list me. has nothing oh. to do with how good you are. This has nothing. I would. This, I would this, love hundred percent. This list has nothing to do him. with how good you are. Better. Nothing. It just so happens that the previous MVP, another MVP. So it's the all cardio list. What you're saying? No, this is the all give you heart, never cheat you. Every night they go out there on the on the court list, and if you are denying that, then you just don't know ball. Mm. Just so happens that three of the five people on the list mm. were MVPs. Yeah, I have a top five list for I mean, you. Not everybody knows ball. I have a top five list for you. Um, but can you know, shout out to Al Horford? Not only um, does he dominate on the court, but off the court, his wife is a smoke show. No, let's not objectify women on this podcast. Um, she's like Miss whatever universe. Dominican Republic, I think. Yeah, like 20 out of 10. They Fine. are They are Dominica's, yeah. the, the Dominican Republic's, uh, you know, Royal it couple. couple. Yeah, the, the royal, royal, couple, the royal yeah. family. Yeah, they are they are the royal family of the Dominican Republic. That is true. Yeah, I have a top five list. It is the Pau Gasol Memorial top five cement feet in the NBA of all time list. At number five, Roy Hibbert. At number four, Brooke Lopez. At number three, JaVale McGee. It's a quick list. These, these are very heavy footed, cement footed centers. It. We get it. At number two, Kevin Durant, just because he he stepped on the line. And number one, athlete who that looks is, like they have cement feet but still gets that up. That is a terrible list. Shaq. What, they don't look like they have cement feet? No, How do you have KD footed? at number two? Right. You have KD but, at number two. That invalidates your whole list. That just makes I it I mean, if he, if, he, if, it, right. if he doesn't have those heavy cement, cement feet, he needs um, the Bucks, and they don't want to – He's one that. of the most agile seven-footers we've seen. Yeah, that's yeah. ridiculous. They're just long. Well, my number my number two and your number two are ridiculous, so they cancel out. Your number okay. two should have been no, Christmas. No, stupid. You're, my number two is extremely accurate. Like, there's no mm. if and ors about it. All right. You it's my just, turn. You're just wrong. Top five. Yeah, you're bad. 200% effort, too. All right. It's my turn now. Shut up. Top five players who have that dog in them. Yeah. Oh, Salute to Barrett. Terrible. This is going to be terrible. KCP. Woof. Georgia Bulls. What? Woof. Number five. 
Matthew Delavan over. <laughs> Already. I didn't say what kind of dog they have in him. Matthew Delavan over. He's got that dog in him. No, this is very true. I've got five. <laughs> I'm working on the fly here, friends. How do Australian <laughs> dogs bark? Um, Wolf. We don't. <laughs> my my mum's dog barks like it's awful. <laughs> but it's a chihuahua, so not very Australian. Mm. I'd be Cinco de Mayo to my mum's dog. <laughs> How did get all the way? How did a chihuahua get to Australia? I don't know. I've got two of them. <laughs> Put them back on the boat. <laughs> Swap you something else from Mexico. Um, anything else? Um, all right, so number four, um, Russell Westbrook. <laughs> Every top got that dog in him. Yes, got that sir. Yeah, I can't argue yeah. with that. That's fair. You know, he's, got, he's got that dog in him. Number three, he's got that dog in him. Yeah. Jimmy Buckets. He's got that dog in him. Got a few. This is the same list. No, no, no. Shut Edward, up. please. Hold, yeah, oh, it's I'm her sorry. list. This is the same list. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I believe you had Russell Westbrook at number two and she had him at number four. It's not the same list. This is the same Morgan, list. Morgan, carry on. Morgan, carry got on. Got that dog in him and got the heart. Never teach you the same. Morgan, carry no, on. No, no, no. No, no, no. Dogs cheat all the time. They eat their own shit, too. Mm hmm. So Jimmy like Buckets was number three. Number two. Mm, number two. Mm, Alex Caruso. Yeah, the Caruso. Great pick. Honestly, <laughs> this is a great list. He's I'm with you on this in. list. Yeah. 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 And number one, Marcus Smart. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Dylan Brooks and then go with the hot dog in him. No, 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 no. No, he's Marcus not Sm even on the outside looking in. Marcus Smile. No. Why wouldn't it be Time Lord though? Shouldn't it be no, Time Lord? No, because it's my fucking list. Mind your own business. Mm. See, Ed Bob, what I did was tell her what what I did was tell her what she should do. So she had the right to be defensive in that case. Yeah, and I turn around and say, "Shut your face," because he's not even starting at the moment. The person who has that dog in him is the guy that's on the ground all the time. He's fighting for every ball, like Al Horford. Didn't barely bend over to pick up a ball that PJ Tucker like rolled fucking four feet to get. Al Horford doesn't have that dog in Marcus Smart does. And that's how our lists differ, Ed Bob, you dickhead. Oh, he left. Oh, he, he big man. I think it's because I muted him when he was talking over you. Shit. Um, before... it, it would be stupid of me to bring a lockpick for the first time ever now. <laughs> you know, you never know. You know, did something uh, no, might I have been the... I'm, I'm not prepared. I know. Mm, okay. Well, um, before we before we do wrap up, uh, Jeanette, you know, you wanted to, to say um, a kind word to a guest of ours that we've had on the show before. Um, that you know was very gracious with his time and and you know giving his time to us and to Pam. Um, in Phony Bennett. Right. So um, back I, last year, uh, we had on Chris Dembitz, who goes, who went by, unfortunately, um, at Phony Bennett on Twitter. So it was uh, like a 
parody of the University of Virginia men's basketball coach Tony Bennett. So it was like kind of like a parody account. But he really was well known at UVA for raising money for their pediatric uh, cancer unit um, when his young daughter was affected by cancer. Um, he himself was diagnosed with cancer and he unfortunately passed away on Monday. So as people that felt like we knew him very well from when he joined us um, on the podcast and following him on Twitter and the updates that he gave when he was fighting his cancer battle and his, you know, sometimes just the, the earnestness of it all because sometimes he had hope and sometimes he was just like, why me, you know? So I just wanted to send my thoughts and prayers to his wife and his children and the large community that he leaves behind um you know for a long time we heard great things about him from pam and then getting to talk to him and seeing his sense of humor um was great and it's a huge loss to that the not just the uva community but all the people from that that knew him so we love you and we miss you chris Yeah, thank you. And thank you for giving us time. And um, I mean, as we like to, you know, say to people, salute to you, Chris. Salute, Chris. Thank you, Chris. So I think um, instead of doing our typical uh, outro, can we just kind of do a thank you, Chris, on the way out? Did you guys like that? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thank Thank you, you, Chris. Chris. Thank Thank you, you, Chris. Chris. Love you, you, Chris. Chris. Love you, Chris. We could not do this if we tried. No, we never will. No. Thank you, Chris.